Hello, Shockers, and welcome to the Sunflower News Podcast. I'm Audrey Cordy. I'm a graduate assistant at the Elliott School, and I'm a reporter for the Sunflower. The Sunflower News Podcast provides coverage of recent news and events on and around campus. Episodes will also bring you original content and coverage through interviews and analysis of important issues at Wichita State University. Here's your weekly news rundown. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment and Kansas Governor Laura Kelly announced the first COVID-19-related death in Kansas Thursday night. A man in his 70s was brought to the hospital and died shortly after. Testing done post-mortem came back positive for COVID-19. He was living in a long-term care facility in Wyandotte County. On Thursday morning, KDHE announced three more presumptive positive cases of COVID-19 in Johnson County. Kansas City officials declared a state of emergency and March events, including the Big 12 tournament and the St. Patrick's Day parade, are canceled. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas announced that gatherings of more than 1,000 people are prohibited under the emergency declaration, which is in effect for 21 days. Wichita State is canceling all in-person classes and related assignments next week and converting to online classes for at least two weeks after spring break. The university announced the protective measure Thursday in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Online classes will proceed as normal next week and in-person classes will convert to online starting Monday, March 30th. The campus will remain open while classes are suspended but the university is encouraging students living on campus to go home if they can. University officials report that they have purchased 200 Chromebooks to loan to students and 200 laptops to loan to faculty and staff who don't have the technology necessary to access online classes. More to come on this from thesunflower.com. The NCAA has announced the cancellation of March Madness and all remaining winter and spring sports and the American Athletic Conference suspended all spring sports indefinitely on Thursday. The announcement comes after the cancellation of the conference tournament in Fort Worth earlier. In Only two senators voted in favor of the proposed student fees bill at Wednesday's student senate meeting. The bill would have raised student fees by 1.5%. The budget significantly swept reserves in order to build a contingency fund, from the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and Formula Racing. Some senators had problems with which organizations were allocated all or most of their requested funds and which ones weren't. The Student Fees Committee will reconvene Friday at 3 p.m. to re-deliberate the budget. A live stream from SGA will not be available. Coming up in this bonus episode, we sit down with President Jay Golden as he talks about the campus shutdown, online classes, and general COVID-19 preparations. Golden invited the Sunflower to his office Thursday afternoon so that he could fill us in on what was going on. But knowing that many of you have the same questions that we at the Sunflower have, we're running the recording of this interview in full here on the Sunflower News Podcast.
let me just kind of give you some background. Um, I'm not going to give background on the virus, but just kind of the <laughs> process that's happening. So what is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. The 12th. The 12th. So Wednesday, yesterday, don't hold me these exact numbers, but when I woke up in the morning, there were 50 colleges and universities that had made some type of policy or change on campus to limit or close down, et cetera. By 12.30, there were over 100, and it's just cascading. I had pulled our team together quite a while ago. We've had the pandemic team just figuring out but from a managerial side, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> and probably like you, tracking all the different universities and what they're doing. And we knew about Washington and, and USC and um, I'm assuming the other one, California, Washington, USC, and there was one other that all had cases, Stanford, they all had cases of someone with the virus on campus and precipitated. And then Ohio State went, but I don't think they had one, I'm not positive. But then it just started building. So we have start we start pulling everything together, and in fact, we're pretty far along the road, um, and we're a little different than the other Kansas con institutions in the region, universities, KU and K State primarily, because they're in spring break right now, right. and so I've been in contact with my counterparts um, because I want us to be kind of aligned. And I also wanted to know what they were doing, and certainly I've been on the phone with counterparts across the country. The University of North Carolina system yesterday announced what they're doing, et cetera. The Kansas Board of Regents uh, wanted to convene us, and so they started that yesterday morning to understand what each of the institutions was doing. And they come from it, just like everybody else, um, with, I think, a, a sincere concern for the students. Uh, and there's different aspects of it. One is a health concern, and the other is any disruptions if you go online, et cetera. Having worked through all that throughout all day yesterday and with the team, and then I, I came back first of all, I could get this morning. Um, and at the same time, just so you understand, all this is going on in regard to the academic side. Then I'm also trying to coordinate from the athletic side, both the NCAA and the conference, and also KBOR wanting us to be kind of consistent in policies. And then our innovation campus partners and what's going on there. And then our other external partners. So I've been on the phone with the superintendent of USD 259, because you can imagine anything we do is gonna precipitate families K through 12 trying to understand what's happening in, in that realm. And so we all, all want to work together. This is an unusual time. This is unusual circumstances. We are going to get through this just fine. We are going to be fine at the end. But during this period of time, which is new to us, I, I checked the files right there. I checked through the whole file cabinet, and I couldn't find one file that said what the president should do when there's a coronavirus. They didn't leave it for me. I actually texted our form, Andy, our former interim, and, and he kind of got a giggle out of it, too. Because uh, you have to smile, right? You have to kind of have a little humor during this period of time. So between 3 and 4 today, we're going to make an announcement. What we're going to do is effective Monday, this coming Monday, we're suspending all academic activity. 
not just classes, but any assignments that are required, et cetera. And I'll get to the campus and all that. So that's going to last a week. Why? It's the week before spring break. First of all, faculty also get spring break. I want our faculty to have as much time to prepare online materials and curriculum before we switch to online. So next week, um, no academic activity whatsoever. The following is spring break. People are going to take spring break. The following two weeks, we're doing a temporary two-week online curriculum only. Our hope is, I pray that it's only two weeks. I cannot commit to our campus that it's going to be just two weeks. I, I, none of us know, right? Uh, and that's that's a real unknown. Uh, I can tell you that if we have to extend it, um, we will extend it. But at a certain point after the first extension, we just may, need to make a decision. Some private liberal arts colleges have already said we're closed. We're going to do online for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I'm weighing that, but right now I just want to see what happens. Again, I want to confirm we have had no uh, cases of coronavirus in Sedgwick County, in Wichita, or on our campus. In addition to that, we're going to be consistent with CDC uh, requirements, so there's going to be absolutely no international travel. Um, if there is an emergency, that would be have to be written up and sent to the vice presidents and myself for review. Domestic travel, um, we are discouraging, um, but for business, they're going to have to register on campus so we know where you've been in, in case there's a situation. Uh, we discourage everybody to uh, travel without first looking at the locations where you're going and, and following safe protocols for personal travel as well. The, um, we've already, you know, a couple of concerns. So we, we purchased uh, laptops as well as Chromes. Uh, and so we have those for students that don't have access, uh, we'll loan those out. And if we need more, we'll get more. I'm trying to go through the reminds from this list and reference some of the documents. Um, do you mind if I you sure. don't have any uh, laptops and Chromebooks? I do. I think I have it here. I think on Monday they said 200. Yeah, I just want to double check that. Uh, that number does sound right. Uh, Lou, did you have that number written down? Yeah, I think it's, it's actually uh, 200 of each uh, uh, Chromebooks and then four laptops. And uh, faculty preparing online material first priority, and then they'll be available otherwise. But the goal is to work with everyone who needs something. So during this time, starting Monday, we're encouraging students who can go home to uh, go home. Those who cannot go home, our dormitories will remain open. We will have food service in our dorms, and during the next two weeks, we'll have limited in RSC, just like for spring break. 
And that might only be for spring break. I have to double check. The campus will remain open for the next four weeks. Students who have jobs on the campus or the innovation campus can continue their jobs. And I have a communication that's going to go out at the same time to our innovation campus partners who we've been in contact with reminding them that while Wichita State University will be temporarily suspending academic programs and then going online and many students will not be here, those who have jobs and employed can continue over there. That could change, would likely change if we, and we certainly hope we don't, but if we were to have a, uh, a coronavirus on campus. And different policies and procedures we put in place. If we have someone active with coronavirus on campus, we're going to be working with Sedgwick County as well as the state as to the next steps. Uh, I'm trying to think other parts of this. So, yeah, go ahead. We were just yeah. told by a GTA that one of her students was being tested for the virus. Is anybody actually aware of that? And I mean, it could also be rumor, but. Um, a GTA in the communication school. That would be something through the county if they were doing that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, research, our research labs will remain open. Some of the hours will be staggered as they will for other operations on campus. We want to be sensitive to our employees, staff, etc. For those who might be a vulnerable population, let's say over 60 years old or taking care of someone who has, uh, is a vulnerable person, so we will be working with our staff to uh, make sure they're protected, as well as what we're trying to do with students and faculty. Other questions you guys, oh, let me go to athletics real quick, I'm sorry. So that's been a moving target for the last 24 hours. As it stands right now, as you probably know, um, our team is almost back, they've flown back. The AAC basketball tournament's been canceled, and as of about an hour and a half ago, the American Athletic Conference notified the presidents that all athletic events will be suspended indefinitely. Um, we had made plans to continue athletics, but without fans. Um, that is a new point right now. We do have some outside constituencies, the high schools, that are going to be hosting it effective tomorrow, uh, they will follow the policy that we were going to do, where we will uh, give them the option if they want to continue. For this weekend only, um, it would only be the teams, the coaches, uh, school officials, and immediate family members that could be uh, in Coke Arena. And then after this weekend, all non-WSU activities on campus will not be permitted on campus as a temporary hold. Uh, until we go through the next four weeks. And that's starting on next, after this weekend? After this weekend. Okay. So, this so weekend, baseball still this week, playing? No, no. no? All, okay. all American Athletic Conference activities, effective immediately, are done indefinitely. Gotcha. Period. The high schools, which are using some of our facilities for their tournaments right now, because this decision and things are happening so quickly, they have some events today, but effective tomorrow, we're going to do the policy we were going to enact for ourselves, which is just 
high school coaches, high school players, high school school officials, and immediate family for Saturday and Sunday. And then starting Monday, no non-WSU activities can be held on our campus. The high school event that's happening right now, that's state basketball, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, both the school district and or the state certainly could postpone, just like the NCAA and, and our conferences and conferences across the country. So they could any minute just stop the activities. We don't have that control. Um, but if they don't, we at the same time, bless you, um, want to make sure that it's um, we work with them. So we're going to be doing that. Other questions? Oh, um, we are going to limit any any meeting uh, to less than 150 people on campus. So no no congregations or gatherings over 150 people on campus. Uh, I don't think we're really going to even have that over the next four weeks. Uh, so questions. So students are essentially get my assuming one less week this semester. Are there any plans to refund them for that time loss? <laughs> yeah, so at this particular point, no, right? Because we're evaluating also the full semester. However, as president, I'm cognizant of the fact of things like um, meal tickets, etc. So that's something we're going to be working on. Right now, we just got to get this is a big mountain just for us right now, um, but over the next few days we'll be addressing those type of things. And if you went on to the website today, you already saw on the Wichita, uh, the WSU main homepage, right at the top left, it's now a, a big icon about coronavirus, and we have a website that's set up just for that. We have a, we'll have a, a page where you can ask questions and be directed to staff 24-7, so there are questions. I, let me just give you a little personal insight. It's my thinking. So last night, literally, I had this phone out, and I was on a conference call with KBOR, and there were some students on that call, too, from SGAs around the system and others, and the state health officials were on it, and the governor's office representative was on it. So that was multi-hour when I was supposed to be with the uh, donors and all that. No problem. Midway through, my personal cell phone, right, all of a sudden went crazy. Because I have a daughter who's a junior in college and she's doing study abroad. And her study abroad was canceled earlier in the day and she and her friends, she's in, Den in Copenhagen, were watching the president's address, as was my wife, and said that travel had been banned, right? And I'm not getting into the policy that's right or wrong, that's above my grade. But as a parent of a student, I was almost in tears listening, you know, seeing the Texas going back as my daughter was very scared. Right? And my wife and I were trying to figure this out. Do we can we get her on a plane right now before Friday? Do we you know, all the alternatives? And so that's why and, and later that was clarified, right? So U.S. citizens can go back and forth. She's still coming home tomorrow. Um, but that is why I want to be very cerebral or diligent in what we're doing and not act too, too fast to get ahead of everything because the, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, if not 
communicated effectively can cause strain. And I understand all, even if it's communicated to its best, it's going to cause stress. Stress for everybody. And unfortunately, there are different unknowns. Will it last just the four weeks? Will it last longer? Do I come back? Do I get my stuff? Do I take the stuff down? Um, do I have a place to go during this period after those two weeks? It, you know, what's the quality of the of my online education going to be? We're not alone. We're going to have, I imagine, I haven't checked today how many universities are doing the same thing, but I imagine most are. So we're going to continue to work together. I'm going to be continuing to give updates. And you know, I just walked over to RSC and was asked by a lot of students what's happening. I said, just wait a couple hours. But I was heartbroken because it's so nice out. The bulbs are about to go, and students are outside and active. And I just, you guys know, I love being around students, and this is going to be like the best time for the next month or two. And that's going to take it away from all of us. What other questions? Um, I'm in two online classes. And I know that KU and K-State, uh, they've suspended everything uh, in person. But online classes that were supposed to be resuming were still in effect. So suspending all academic activity, that includes currently online. All yes, okay. all, all activities for that for next week. Right. Everything is on hold. Okay. Everybody catch breath figure out what you're going to have to do. So I don't want students to have to worry about doing an assignment or anything while you're trying to figure out, do I have a place after the first week of spring break, et cetera. And I want our faculty to have time to get their act together, if you will. And I mean that negatively, but it takes time to get everything prepared, et cetera. But you also mentioned something I want to make sure I address, too, is there are going to be, and we're articulating on it. So what's going to go out is a memo plus a fact sheet will be available online. And so there are some classes which are labs or clinicals. And so um, the, the faculty and their department chairs are going to be working through those and communicating during that down week. Okay, there's a lab. This is We're going to continue with the lab after spring break, or we can, we're going to do something else in regard to that. What we've been thinking about is like pottery or like organ majors. <laughs> yeah. one organ, and it's in a building here. Like yeah, and, and I don't have the... Those are some of the questions which are completely valid. I just don't have the answer to. That's one of the reasons we want to take a week pause, that we can kind of figure that out. So, in fact, we have a two-week pause, so we're blessed that our spring break is a little later. That gives us a little bit better time to help get prepared and also learn what the other institutions are doing. And you know, not, not saying they made mistakes, but make sure that we don't make mistakes and put that or limit the number of mistakes. You mentioned uh, uh, businesses registering. I'm not sure if I fully follow what you meant. So people visiting like the innovation campus for business, they will register and identify which travel. No, I'm sorry. I want to be clear on that. So if you travel outside of Wichita for business, so if I happen to, so we're following CDC guidelines. So if I'm traveling outside, we we suggest you outside of Kansas. So if I travel to Washington D.C., we suggest that we register uh, voluntarily on our website here at Wichita State University so we know where you're at and we can track. Would you advise students who are going on spring break trips to also be doing the same? I know you're saying that this is for business, but I mean, it would probably be nice to know. I do believe that is a good option. Um, we have initially put out the form for international travel. I've already been receiving 
those are non-international just because of that. I thought you should know this, so that would not be harmful, and it would be great mm-hmm. to have that information if it ever became necessary. How is yeah, the- and, and the bottom line with that is, yes, we want to protect the campus, but we also want to know if you're stuck somewhere, how can we help you? What, what all can, I mean, I'm just thinking like I did with my daughter. How, how can I help you? Are there people there that I can put you in touch with, or you know, how do we get you out, or whatever those are things, or if you need medical attention? How is the university feeling these effects financially, or how do you expect that? I mean, there's all kinds of conferences are being canceled. Um, you, you're going to have... Athletics is canceled. Yeah. It, it, there's no doubt, not only us, um, but businesses that are around the community, businesses that are associated with the university, we're all going to be hit. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I launched the multiple task forces, and one was a financial task force to, in case of a another recession. I'm not saying we're going to have a recession, but you know, this was extended. It's going to have a strong financial impact. Uh, again, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through this, um, but we have to be prepared and think through all the options. But we won't know them. Candidly, the financial situation right now is, I, I know, indeed, I mean, it's top priority. Right now, it's how do we protect the campus and how do we ensure that academics can continue and then we'll, we'll deal with the financial work with legislature, work with federal government, et cetera. So word came down about the AAC spring sports cancellation from the talk from Oresco. The, mm-hmm. Okay. And it's that was just as of yeah, today. So the commissioner did it with... Um, Presidents don't vote on it. It's actually the athletic director. So that was earlier today at um, we met at what 11:30. So around noon, I was notified immediately as it happened. I was notified when there was a motion. I notified notified when that motion was approved, and then he did his uh, tweet or whatever right after that. And I don't know what the other conferences have done, but I'm sure many are following suit. You mentioned uh, so next two weeks you're essentially planning what the next steps going to look like. What just what does that look like? You're meeting with just the different themes. What is what is your next two weeks of planning? Look like? Yeah, so we have I have I'm blessed. I have a very strong team, right? So I have a, a provost, a strong provost who's the chief academic officer. So he'll be working with the deans and the department chairs. We'll be working with the faculty. We have a strong student affairs vice president. Uh, Terry will be working with her team, everybody, and I'll be meeting with the, the broader administration across the campus on a daily basis, uh, checking through everything from, okay, do we, do we have enough time for, or enough space for people to get their uh, move out or temporary move out or storage of, of things, um, having to deal with the innovation campus partners, how to you know, deal with research, how to deal with accreditation. All these things are, are very clear parts of education. Everybody's trying to work through these things. During all of this, how is access to like university buildings and stuff going to work? To the what? To university buildings. The university will remain open. Okay. Right. Uh, the university will remain open. Uh, students who elect not to stay in the dorms, uh, there'll be forms going to everybody just to understand who's there or not, so we uh, can make sure we secure those dorm rooms, et cetera. So people can use their offices, so professors, GTAs can still be able to use their offices? Yeah. Um, our grad students, et cetera, are 
requested and we'll be working with their supervisors as a, everybody will be checking with supervisors in regards to access, alternative work schedules, those type of things. Uh, because while we want to have continuity, we also want to do it in a safe manner. So we may have uh, alternative schedules and to reduce the number of people in certain buildings, et cetera. Are you having trouble finding uh, at least an individual who's getting hand sanitizers and things like that as an issue? Is the university having trouble getting any supplies it needs for this? Not so far. My the one real concern we had was trying to get some of the electronics because the supply chains out of China were stopped. But we were able to secure it, and again, we were, were competing with all the other universities to try to get this type of equipment. So that was my real initial concern. Right now, we're we're doing well. Um, you know, you look at places like Italy, where today announced closing of all restaurant, everything except for grocery stores and pharmaceuticals. We're not even close to that. So we're in a good place right now. We're not in the best place, but we're in a good place. So is the university going to implement, you know, extra cleaning measures or anything during this two-week period? Staff will be um, have further training in regards to the appropriate disinfection following you know, CDC guidelines and county guidelines. Uh, staff uh, will also be have further training for their own personal protection, things like, again, washing your hands, 20 seconds, all those type of activities. Well, what would you say to anyone who thinks maybe this is an overreaction or this is just going to mess things up more so? There are four cases and it's in Johnson County. Why are we doing this? Why are we going to such great lengths right now? You know, I hope they're right. <laughs> I do. I hope that there are no more cases and I went one step maybe uh, additionally for protection. But that would just mean that there are no more cases and then if the students, faculty, staff, or community are put at risk, right? It's an appropriate question. It's a difficult question because if we do this do we, and no one gets, there are no cases, was it because of the actions, the prevention we took? But if we don't do this and also we have a large number or even just one coronavirus, then you know, what responsibility do we have? And I... Every speech I say, student experience number one, and number one of student experience is safety. I always say safe, inclusive, diverse environment. If I'm going to be true to my word, we're going to have a safe environment that includes health and safety. So, yeah, I, I do hope they're wrong. They're right, rather, and I'm wrong, but we're going to do what we're going to do. Can you give us a sense of uh, these are steps you're taking now? Are there any other measures that are currently on top of your mind of these might be the next steps we have to take? So we, you know, we have a very um, robust pandemic planning group, uh, and so we have in the works plans and triggering mechanisms that follow basically the guidelines of the state and the county. Uh, you know, if there were a, a confirmed case of coronavirus, we'd be working with the state and county to the appropriate next measures and what that might be in regard to whether it's isolation of the patient all the way to do we have to close the campus. Um, and so I just want us to be prepared for any of that. And I hope we don't have to do any of that. So with the um, self-reporting of travel website, I, I believe in the pandemic planning team meeting on Monday, the um, idea behind that was that the university might be able to help people if they got stuck somewhere. What, what does that look like? If somebody actually calls the university and says, uh, my plane got quarantined, 
Other than saying, well, you don't have to come to class, what can the university actually do? I think it's fairly unlimited, right? It's by our own recourse in the sense of it's going to be a very case-specific, but individuals need everything from helping with communications, helping with if they do get isolated and there's some financial needs they have. I mean, look, I've already said, I feel like the students are my kids. And so just like you would do with any family member, you would do anything and everything you can to protect your kids and your family members. We're all families. That's what we do. I can't give you the specifics because they're kind of up in the air. You know, someone said, I'm stuck on a cruise ship. And, you know, I'll see there you're kind of limited right now, right? But you could potentially help with what things are stressing you out besides not being able to get there. I'm using the cruise ship as an example. Do the people on campus we need to communicate with, people off campus, do we need to? You just never know what something might trigger for someone. Is it, I'm missing my assignments and I might not have my computer. We'll work with you. We will figure those type of things out. I know dining services are still going to be open, so Shocker Hall and whatnot. Are there just extra measures that, you know, employees who are, you know, touching, prepping food, all of that are going to be taking? I don't, you know, when we work with the Chartwell staff, you know, there's always going to be appropriate preparation guidelines. There has not been any recommendation that that's different, that there has to be an additional. Probably more cognizant of wiping down services is more related to COVID-19 than food prep. They've always practiced healthy, safe food prep. So that's, I don't know if there's any difference there. You know, as the guidelines change or something comes out that we need to have them do, then we'll work with them and get that done. And again, I know this is stressful for everybody, but again, we are going to be okay. We're going to work through this. We're going to be fine. There may be cases that come up, et cetera. We hope not. We'll deal with it. We will work through it. Thank you. Thank you.